You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Companies listed on the JSC Securities Exchange have been very, very active with results and trading updates and voluntary trading updates and operational updates recently. So it's time to speak about what the earnings season has delivered. With me is Hannes Vandenberg, who's a portfolio manager at 91 in Cape Town. And also we're going to globalize the conversation as well, because it's all to do with what's happening globally. Hannes, first of all, the earnings season. Just generally, what's your feeling? What have you seen? Good to chat to you again, Lindsay, and thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. We're seeing phenomenally sort of management teams trying to deal with what the hands that they've been dealt. Um, management teams are, are really trying to do the best they can, but with certain specific South African issues, uh, predominantly load shedding and also transnet, these management teams that are running their businesses to the best of their ability are having to downgrade um, their, their sort of guidance has to be downgraded for future expectations. Margins are, are feeling the costs of load shedding. And the consumer, in addition to load shedding, is feeling the, the pressure of higher interest rates and having to deal with inflation. So it's tough out there at the moment, Lindsay. And uh, whether you're a cell phone company that have to leverage off batteries to keep your network going, and whether you're a retailer that need to keep the lights on to keep consumers coming through your door, or whether you're a bank and have to figure out whether small, medium enterprises can stomach the sort of slowdown and shutdowns that they have to go through, it's a tough environment for SA Inc. stocks. Yes, it is. And one of the things that you do at 91 and do very well and has served you well over the years is you take a look at companies that surprise either on the upside or the downside when it comes to earnings or earnings updates. What has the recent period shown you? How many upside surprises have there been and downside surprises, please? Well, it's an interesting dynamic, Lindsay, because, you know, it all goes about the expectations that the market had. Um, I mean, in some of the cases, some of the industrial companies, we're actually seeing management meeting guidance or in small ways exceeding guidance. The, the banks are doing very well. When we speak to the banks, you know, people are always worried in these tough environments about what we call the credit loss ratios or the provisions for bad debts. Um, banks are well provided in South Africa. They've got solid balance sheets. Um, but in some of the retailers, in, in, in their cases, you know, they have to deal with high inflation, which to a certain degree helps your revenue line. But then, you know, that is a fall off in volumes. The volumes of discretionary retail especially gets affected by that. And, and as I said, then all of them are guiding for the costs per day or per month for load shedding and having to acquire more diesel. And that's eating into their margin. So they're, they're missing on the downside. I mean, even MTN, the cell phone company, are having to deal with the costs of keeping people connected. And, and that has led them to downgrade their expectations. Multi-choice um, have also had to downgrade their margin recently by, by a good 5%. Um, so their guidance is also for lower margin. And that is because as people came out of the holiday period and post all the World Cups that we've seen, uh, the, the people are not staying connected because you can't watch television if you don't have electricity. Yeah, that's a very, very simple point you've just made, but so, so relevant. Any sectors on the JSC Securities Exchange when it comes to domestic stocks, domestic focus stocks that um, have been disturbing or surprising to the upside? I'm asking you, I'm sort of repeating myself, but you know what I mean. Is there any, without being too specific, anything that entices you or makes you want to run away? No, there are definitely some interesting opportunities available and, and we can talk a bit about what's happening globally because that's also affecting yeah. sentiment around markets. We started the year off quite strongly and we've had a, quite an aggressive pullback recently now in, in March. 
So some of the banking stocks are, are trading down for the year. I mean, as we speak, EPSA is down 12% for the year. Um, some of the banks are, are, are looking very interesting. The resources sector is, is also looking interesting because iron ore prices are above $120, and, and most people expect closer to $90 or $100 a ton. Copper prices are, are much higher, and, and that's because of the China reopening trade. Um, stocks such as Richmond, which is in the luxury goods space, and the reopening of China is this Chinese consumer uh, retail sales are starting to pick up in China and therefore spending and pent-up savings from the Chinese consumers are starting to show up. We see some of the Rand Edge stocks, Bitcorp and Anhauser, as, as interesting opportunities. Bitcorp, as tourism and travel starts to pick up, as corporate events start to pick up, sports events pick up, the, the food services businesses tend to do well. So there are definitely still companies. I mean, the gold stocks are seeing quite high upgrades to their earnings expectations because of the levels where the gold prices are. So the SA equity market always gives you somewhere to go. Um, there's always an opportunity where you can allocate capital towards. We mentioned one or two of the hospitals where we're seeing higher occupancy rates, uh, paid patient days are starting to pick up, and there's operational uh, gearing for, for hospitals as the volumes start to, to increase. So there are definitely enough areas uh, of opportunity where we, we can allocate capital towards. Uh, we, we unfortunately have to take that capital from those areas that are struggling to deal with the slower growth backdrop. Yes, indeed. And of course, we're talking domestic at the moment, but we have to bring in the global issues, which are manifold. They really are. We've got banks under pressure and that exerts an influence on the whole banking sector because people press the bank sell button when they see one particular niche bank or two or three niche banks in America going under or having severe problems. So there is an influence that is being exerted from things that we can't control in South Africa. So how does that affect you? How do you cope with that type of issue? Yeah, well said, Lindsay. I mean, we are a small open economy. We do get affected by what's happening globally on our currency. It's one of the most more liquid emerging market currencies around. So that also reflects what's happening globally. But you're right. I always said that you know, we've had the global financial crisis in 08, and surely we've learned something from that when it comes to banks and funding and regulation around banks. And here we are in 2023 with uh, the 16th biggest bank in the U.S., Silicon Valley Bank, going through a liquidity crisis. And we've got Credit Suisse that is in need of capital. And as you say, you know, that if you stand back from these one or two events in banks, I think people are looking at it and saying we've had one of the most aggressive interest rate hiking cycles in history yeah. last year with, with interest rate hikes. And is, are these some of the signs of the stress starting to show up? Um, you know, people sort of say, are these the whales that are starting to pop up because of the aggressive cycle that, that central banks have had? And, and you know, the debate now is whether central banks potentially change the direction of travel with regards to aggressive interest rate hikes because inflation still remains sticky. Yes, it's it's lower every time we get a print, but it's not coming down as fast as what people expected. So therefore, we're probably not done with the interest rate cycle, but with these one or two events occurring, you can already see some some stress in the system. Yeah, I know that uh, you at 91, having spoken to many of your colleagues, both um, in Cape Town and also in London, You've been predicting this, not predicting it, but you've been wary of what's been going on. And you can't have an interest rate that goes from below 1% to above 4%. And I'm talking about the US 10-year Treasury bond yield. And you, you can't expect markets to react favorably when that sort of rapid rise changes, because we've been used to, you know, 10, 12, 15 years, whatever it is, of low interest rates. You have been prepared for it. The markets don't seem to be prepared for it. And you've had just had a meeting of several meetings actually at an investment conference can you tell us about those meetings please 
discreetly, of course. Yeah. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll glad to do so, Lindsay. I mean, for the last three to six months, we've been telling our clients that we are concerned about the higher interest rate and tighter financial conditions not being fully reflected in growth and earnings expectations. So we have been cautious um, and, and we have sort of been looking for more defense where we can and worried about exactly what's playing out at the moment. And these uh, sort of events give us the opportunity to invest. And as you say, we've been kicking some tires and going through a few one-on-one meetings over the last two or three days at the conference and, and exactly trying to identify those companies that are more resilient, that can protect their margin, that still have got decent free cash flow, healthy balance sheets. Because in the South African market, we are finding a lot of companies with very high free cash flow yields, um, healthy balance sheets. And even though we are going through load shedding, uh, it's interesting how a lot of the companies, the banks are telling us that you know people are hoarding cash to try and make way through the difficult environment. Um, and we haven't really seen the defaults or credit loss ratio starting to pick up aggressively in the South African context, which is good. Um, and and through, through these meetings, what we are finding, uh, I've mentioned some of the opportunities earlier on in the South African market, and, and there will also be opportunities in the broader emerging market because uh, the gorilla of emerging markets, China, are reopening, um, and that pulls down what pulls with it. Uh, Asia x Japan, you know, so um, there are a lot of opportunities on the global side where you're not paying a lot. Valuations are looking very attractive for the earnings and the dividend yields profiles that you get from some of the companies in Asia x Japan, as well as some of the companies in South Africa. Well said, well described. Thank you very much for your insight, Hannes. Hannes van den Berg is a portfolio manager at 91 in Cape Town. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.